Welcome to The Catch-Up with me, Amanda. And me, Christina. We've been friends for the last 15 years, so have plenty to talk about. That's right. Join us as we chat about food, skincare, travel and current affairs. So let's begin our catch-up. Hi, Chrissy. Oh my gosh. It has been ages since we last spoke. What's it been? Six Six weeks, yep, four weeks? that's right. Hey, Amanda. Oh, my God. It's been a long summer holiday. Um, yeah, I think six, eight weeks that that's we haven't crazy. talked to each other. <laughs> wow. That's, it, it's been a good summer, I think, Like, and it's nice to just have a break, isn't it, from everything. So, yeah. Oh, so I we think got... after a long time being inside, it's nice to be able to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> it makes us sound so weird. I'm going outside, everyone, but it has been like that. I agree. So, wow. I mean, I'm guessing you've probably been busy over summer. I mean, I have seen you. It's not like we haven't seen each other at all, but obviously, you know, we've taken a break from doing the recordings. Um, so I think we've got really quite a few things to catch up, but, you know, we won't talk on for hours, <laughs> not <laughs> online anyway. Um, but yeah, like, did you manage to actually get away during the summer break, whether it was abroad or within country? Um, no abroad trips. The idea of um, sticking something up my nose isn't so appealing at the moment. <laughs> for, for everyone not understanding, we do live in a pandemic time, so I'm talking about the COVID test. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we actually just got back from Scotland. So it is nice. still within the UK, even though it's a slightly different country. Yeah, yeah, different country. <laughs> that counts. I mean, did you have to get on some form of transport with wings to get there? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. We got on a plane for the first time in like, I don't know, almost two years oh, <laughs> or wow. 18 months. It was so strange because yeah. I think we all got used to wearing a mask, but then there are a certain point within the airport, they have to check your face for security, right? Mm-hmm. Then you're just not used to the whole manoeuvre like, right, I have to show my ID or my boarding pass and then at the same time remember to take my mask off. And yeah, then true. the whole manoeuvre, then you've got to put it back on and then make sure you, you know, you're, you're, you're good to go. Um, and then being on the plane, we flew with British Airways. So they gave us um, wipes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know okay. if it's like a psychological thing because or, or they just haven't finished cleaning or whatever. I think it's just for you to feel better about the whole situation. They do have, and they say, enhanced cleaning. Um, anyway, so you're like, oh, there's wipes. This is so strange. It's just a stark reminder of, yeah, the strangeness of the whole situation. Yeah. So what, you meant to wipe down your own table and I stuff like that? I think it's been wiped, but I think for your own psychological benefit. Okay, I see. Fair <laughs> enough. No, that's good to know you can have wipes on hand with well, you. Well, we brought wipes with us. I can't even believe, like, <laughs> things we <laughs> have to bring. Wipes, sanitizer, mask, check, check, check. So how was the actual um, holiday? Where did you actually go? Oh, yes, the actual holiday. Yeah, it was <laughs> good. We went to the Highlands. So we, yeah, Inverness, Isle of Skye. Nice. Um, yeah. Or the west coast of Highlands. Nice. And you've been there before, or is that first time? It's actually the first time I've been further than Inverness because usually oh. we stay in Edinburgh and then go up to Inverness and 
Nice. But yeah, this time we've done more than I've done before. So these are all new destinations within the UK. It's like we're finding out more about our adopted home country now, aren't we? Because <laughs> it's like not willing to go too much further outside of that zone for now. Yeah. So, you know, kind of really visiting the stuff on our own doorstep, which, as I say, you never really do. No. Typically, so. Yeah. And I guess mm. we were lucky in that way. We didn't get like a lot of sunshine, but at least it didn't rain. <laughs> That's oh. my expectations. <laughs> no, that is a bonus. That's really it wasn't good. <laughs> Yay. Oh, excellent. Now, that sounds really nice. I mean, Isle of Skye sounds so pretty as well. I haven't actually been there. But... But anyway, you know how I said there wasn't a lot of sunshine? So the day yeah. we went, it was covered in mist and cloud. And oh. Isle of Skye is like known for the really tall mountains. So basically, we didn't see anything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like, do you remember when we went to Norway and we did that hike yeah. and everyone yeah. had a really nice photo except us because it was know. misty and foggy? That's yes. what it was in our sky. Everyone has nice photos again except me. <laughs> this, and this is why it's like, okay, we just need to go back when there's good weather to get those photos to prove we were there, not just some <laughs> misty country. But it's it was like, so silly because we booked it last minute. So we had the, you know, we had the foresight of weather. <laughs> forecast and we still got it wrong oh well that's unpredictable that's just like (laughs) in this country isn't it you cannot tell what's going to happen the next day so anyway it was was so strange like because you have to because we were on a day tour and you have to wear mask all day again like you know apart from airport and your face like really gets so dry like i know in maybe in our day-to-day lives like maybe we wear it you know, for a short trip on transport or go to the shops, it is a really short period of time, right? But to wear it consistently yeah. for hours, what I've realized is when you're wearing the mask, the air pushes up to underneath mm-hmm. your eye, so it gets so dry your eye, and then your rest of the mm. face is just dried out. Yeah, yeah. Um, with condensation, everything. So yeah, just mm-hmm. such a strange experience. Yeah, new times we're living in, isn't it? Mm. It is weird. Anyway, oh. what about you? Enough about my holidays. <laughs> okay, well, I didn't get on anything that has wings, but I did get on a train. <laughs> oh, right. At least you moved. <laughs> I know. I actually managed to move outside of London as well, which is like nice. really good. Yeah. So I managed to head over to um, Winchester, which is just oh, in the South Downs area. Very lovely those. national park. Yeah. It's nice. really, I mean, to be honest, because it's right on like one end of South Downs, it's not like it's smack bang in the middle. Um, and obviously I don't have a car, so it's not as easy for me to get around, you know, to think about the train and walking. Um, I did manage to fit in a walk though, just on the, the edge. Um, but, you know, you were talking about the weather. The day mm-hmm. that I picked to walk, it was, well, it was due to rain pretty much the whole time. I mean, I was there for like um, two days. Okay. And I was like, oh, and I could do it on the day that I'm coming back, but it means I might have to cut it short. So I'd rather do the full day and take my chances. So it started out okay, no rain, bit cloudy, but made it cooler. And then when I was halfway through, it chucked it down. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's us. It's just us, isn't it? <laughs> just the UK yeah but it was it was it didn't detract from the walk at all like I still really enjoyed it and it was funny because I was like and one part of it I was walking sort of parallel to a golf course and it it was at that point it was raining and so I could sort of see over the mounds I could see all the golfers like popping up their umbrellas and everything but I was in my walking gear like you know Mm. with my proper 
waterproof mm. jacket, which was great. So that was really nice. And Winchester's a lovely town. It's got a lot of history and things like that. Mm. You know, yeah. It used to be the capital, wasn't it, at some point? Oh, yeah. Do they, they call it like the provincial capital? Yeah, think, something like much. that. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. A bit of education for everyone out there. Um, and the other place I managed to hit up was Canterbury. So oh, yes. Yeah. And Did you go to the cathedral? Definitely. If I didn't, I think that would be a sin not to <laughs> because that's like the main, main feature there. Yeah. And I was blown away. I was genuinely like I know people go, oh, you know, cathedrals, but cathedrals beautiful and, you know, we've got Westminster Abbey. But this one was I was truly like, amazed by the sheer size of it and mm. I did not expect that actually like it looks big from the outside but when you go in I couldn't believe how many little sort of chapels there were and then the crypt you mm. know down down below um and then it almost felt like a three-level cathedral in some oh, ways wow that's huge yeah because you were sort of walking up and down the stairs and yeah. it has a library inside yeah. it mm. it's so beautiful. So, again, I was like, oh, that was a really nice sort of um, visit just outside of London to see another part of the UK, yeah. which typically, you know, we're always thinking about going further abroad, as I said. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. Really oh, good. Nice. Really recommend yeah, it. because with the um, Canterbury Cathedral, oh, don't quote me on it, but I think I watched a documentary years ago where they talk about the pilgrimage to um, Rome, the Vatican, mm. and Canterbury is one of the stops along the way where pilgrimage pilgrimers pilgrimages pilgrims pilgrims oh my god (laughs) we haven't spoken so long i've lost all my words pilgrims that's it stayed um overnight yeah so that's maybe maybe Mm -hmm. it's because of the cathedral maybe because of the pilgrims um yeah that's what it is for the archbishop lives there so i didn't i didn't catch a glimpse oh yeah archbishop of canterbury yeah yeah i I see i didn't even make that connection till you just said it can we live i think it's canterbury <laughs> it's like, you know, but again i didn't, didn't get to get a glimpse or anything of them but oh. no it was great it was really really nice so but that's that's all i managed to sort of fit in a few weeks but you know to be honest it's kind of like um that was even just enough to kind of get out and about as i said so yeah I really super enjoyed it yeah as part of our um highlands trip we actually went to edinburgh and you know one of the oh, cool. things we did um, yeah, which we haven't done before. It's getting onto the Royal Yacht Britannia, you know, the Queen's oh, wow. ship. Yeah. And oh my goodness, um, it's huge, first of all. And there are some rooms um, that are so opulent. And one of them, you, you've watched The Crown. Yeah. 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 So one of the rooms, do you remember the latest season? I think we're up to season four, oh. four I think, um, where mm. um, the Queen. Um, had all this argument with Margaret Thatcher, the Prime Minister at Mm. the time, in this, like, living room kind of thing. Anyway, so we got to that room and I was like, oh, I feel like I'm on the set of The Crown. (laughs) But obviously The Crown is based on that (laughs) furnishing and the setting. Oh, it's just, like, it's so grand. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so speaking of The Crown and all that, have you got around to watching any other TV lately? (laughs) too much tv probably um, it's nice. kind of like we I mean, that's the problem nowadays when it back when we were kids you know when you only have the free to air stuff it's not like cable existed and now you've got like access to oh netflix and prime and like disney well actually i don't have disney but i would like that um yeah so i did well, i have been watching quite a bit of tv i've been one of the things i've just watched 
very recently actually is the chair oh with is that the Sandra one with Sandra o. O. oh how That's was it. it it's good I mean so far there's only actually six episodes in season one so okay. I kind of just binge watch those quite easily because yeah, it's um, half hour episode or something I've read it's quick so, yeah exactly yeah, so it's, it's not your typical sort of 45 minutes to an hour but it's an easy watch and I do like Sandra Oh like I think she is very engaging when you watch her and Mm. um you know really suits her personality I'm glad she sort of takes on roles that are kind of rather than she has to well this is my opinion rather than she has to change to make it fit it sort of really takes her personality into account um so essentially she becomes the chair of the English department at Pembroke Mm. University Mm -hmm. which initially it did get me confused because when you look at it, it feels very New England-like. So I was like, oh, oh, she's back in England, is she? Because obviously when she oh, did right. Killing Eve, she was based yeah. here. But it's a bit like uh, Ivy League type of university. Yeah, exactly. So it's still based in America but with that feel of like, mm. you know, Oxbridge type of thing. Um, and, yeah, it just basically um, follows her when she first gets appointed um, and obviously she's trying to keep everything together um, and then at the same time she's trying to – uh, I guess negotiate her feelings or the relationship she has with her friend because mm. they had a crush on each other and and his wife has just passed away recently oh, so right. yeah there's this yeah a few sort of angles to it um more complex than I thought yeah exactly and also there is some play into the whole you know with university students and I don't want to say too much but you know um she has uh, like a black colleague and they do talk about sort of matters related to, you know, white privilege over, mm. you know, yeah, a minority yeah. ethnics. And so, yeah, there's there's quite a bit of that all rolled up into this show. But I would say, yeah, give it a watch because, like I said, it's very, very easy, very yeah. easy to just watch. Yeah, I will um, once I finish binging some of the other stuff. What I'm... have you been binging? Um, <laughs> um, I've actually just started watching Downton Abbey, which I've never oh. watched before. <laughs> What? <laughs> well, I guess when it first aired, I just didn't have time. Like, you know how you used to have to sit oh down God. and watch TV like nine to ten or whatever. <laughs> and have I think, you told, have you confessed this to me before that you've never watched it? And no, I had this I don't reaction. Think so, but I've oh never watched it. I'm wow. not sure if I really like it, to be honest. Give it longer. <laughs> Give it longer. I think you you will get into maybe. it. Maybe I could see myself getting into it, but it's just I don't want to. It's not slow, but this whole you know like uh, um high upper class system and then the serving quarters which just feels a bit mm, been there done that kind of thing oh but Downton was there before the others were okay <laughs> maybe but yeah I mean I mean I was still keep watching it but yeah okay I've, I've got other exciting things watching at the moment keep watching it because actually there's quite a lot of seasons just now when you were talking about the crown and you were like oh what are we up to season four I actually mistakenly in my head was thinking of Downton Abbey and oh, going yeah <laughs> no, no, we're up to like season eight or something. <laughs> anyway, yeah, and then and then like two movies or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, yeah, so um, I've been watching that, and then cool. um, I we've been watching um this French drama. It's about the spies, like kind of like CIA equivalent in France. Um, okay. it's called the Bureau, and it's about this uh, one of the spies. He after six years in Syria. He's come back to Paris and he's trying mm-hmm. to reintegrate into a more quote-unquote normal lifestyle. Okay. But um, what he's done is he's actually didn't hand back all his identities. He's kept one of them. Yeah. And he uses that identity to um, somehow 
got back in touch with a lover he had back in Syria. He she also happened to be in Paris now. So it's all about this like tension between trying to keep a love affair secret and then hiding mm-hmm. from the agency, but at the same time, um, trying to understand what's what's going on in the wider world. So you know, if you think back to a few years ago, like the whole Syria war, that's the kind of context it was setting. It's so gripping. Like there's no actions, there's no you know guns, explosions, or that. It's just all like psychological. Oh, we we know we like a good psychological Mm. drama too. I like that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to have to tune into that. Well, I mean, that sounds more serious, like as in a watch, kind of like do Mm. you need to be switched on to pay attention what's going on? Um, A little bit because, well, it's in French, so you do have to (laughs) pay attention to the English subtitles. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, I mean, I have to say, I mean, the other two sort of series I've been watching alternate because I like I don't know about you but do you watch a few things on the go right or do yeah, you go yeah. one thing at a time yeah no, I have to have different things <laughs> <laughs> just to like vary it up I think because I was watching Hannibal but I, I think that's oh, not new like, yes. been, yeah so that's obviously Hannibal's not exactly comedy um yeah. that's the tv it, drama and not the movies exactly yeah and just seeing what he um yep. sort of before he got court and you know um so when he was an actual practicing psychiatrist and working with the fbi so that was that's definitely interesting intriguing probably not for everyone like i suggested it to my sister and she was a bit like no no i don't want to watch anything too depressing (laughs) i just want to watch something lighthearted. because it's quite intense as a movie already so if it's dragged out it must be quite it's intense intense right like you said throughout there's a and there's a lot of like you know, because they're catching serial killers. So that gets pretty intense in itself when you see what they do. Um, But then I've been, like, also watching – have you heard of Virgin River? Oh, is that on Netflix? Like a – It's on Netflix, yeah. Is that, like, like sort of Dawson's Creek kind of vibe? (laughs) Kind of, yeah, kind of. Well, I think I've seen an ad. It's like – I guess, yeah, you could say Dawson's Creek kind of vibe with – I don't know if you remember the show Northern Exposure – Back in no, the day, I don't think I've heard of it ages ago, but yeah, it's. I mean, and that's more like a you know a drama sort of tele series about um, set into a small town called Virgin River, and you know the characters how they interact. Like, easy enough to watch as well. Like you know, you could probably miss an episode here or there and still catch up. But again, <laughs> I was saying to my sister, "Oh yeah, you can watch that," and she goes, "I was watching that." And she was, but then it was just drama after drama after drama. So she started to tune out. So. Again, you know, I would say I, I've still kept with it. I still like it, but I see what she's saying now. So, oh, so you've been watching a lot more lighthearted stuff. I don't know. I think I've been watching like more like intense stuff because um, you know we spoke about on demand. We've been watching live television, like sit down at nine o'clock and watch live TV. Because um, mm. BBC has just released, um, I guess it's like a whodunit murder mystery thing called Vigil, and it's based set on HMS Vigil, which is the submarine, um, a nuclear okay. trident, one of the trident program. And there's been a murder on board. <laughs> they thought it was a heron overdosed. And then there was, so they sent a civilian police. Apparently right. there's distinction, ranks, yeah. hierarchy, yada, yada. And she uncovered that actually he didn't die of heron. It's all staged. So someone in this locked room submarine has killed mm. this naval officer so they now have to investigate okay so what um is that on netflix or where do you watch no, that on bbc, BBC. live oh, okay, sunday BBC. nine o'clock 
Ah, okay. Oh, thanks for the details. Well, oh. two episodes on iPlayer. Okay. Oh, you reminded me actually because we, you know, lots about Netflix and BBC. I'll just quickly mention, you know, Nine Perfect Strangers. I think I was chatting oh, to you about yes. that. Yes, I've, yeah. I've read the book. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's actually okay in terms Where of watching. It? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's not bad. I, I mean, I don't know. I got really put off by the book because I found the book was so predictable. Like, I think mm-hmm. maybe. A third in, I was like, oh, I know what's going to happen. Yeah, oh, okay, all right. I don't well, know, maybe I the don't TV show does a better job. I haven't read the book, so I can't compare yeah. it. But, but, yeah, I like Melissa McCarthy in it, actually. Yeah. I mean, Nicole Kidman's probably the big A-lister. Mm. But I have to say watching Melissa McCarthy has been more enjoyable with her character. It's so, so interesting because I think in the recent years, she's always got this, like, uh, you know, comedy kind of mm. persona but yeah in recent years she's really gone into really serious roles so good to see her yeah i'm um, transforming like that yeah exactly so i mean obviously we've had a lot of tv time <laughs> over the summer break i mean have you actually been reading any books doing any baking anything else like in your home time yeah i've read some books i'll start with a light-hearted one <laughs> okay i've read um shamelessly admitting i read the Duke and I, which is oh from Bridgerton, <laughs> yeah, the first book. What Bridgerton on Netflix is based on? <laughs> <laughs> Are there pictures in this book? No, no, just <laughs> soft porn words. <laughs> oh. oh, everyone, you heard it. <laughs> Chrissy said, <laughs> "Okay, well now everyone's going to go out and get that book." Well, if you watch Bridgerton, you know what I mean. <laughs> it's like oh, what they called like mummy porn. You know when they call that for Fifty Shades uh, of Grey? Mm. Anyway, yes, go on. Yeah. Did it get you about hot it. under the collar? <laughs> I don't know about that, but it was. I was just trying to compare, like, what's the difference between the book and, you know, the drama. Well, obviously, apart from the casting and all that. Um, but I thought the book actually um, had more time to talk about the Duke's background, his character, his thoughts. Um, goes into a lot more detail, whereas, like, I suppose in the drama, it's very like just on the surface, right? Because they're acting it out. You don't mm. hear those internalized thoughts. So I thought that was maybe the interesting difference. And um, oh, in the book, actually, um, oh, Daphne, you know how um, yeah. in the drama, she just came out as a debutante. In yeah. the book, it's actually her second year, like second season. Mm. And her mom is like really stressed, like, how could you not have oh. found anyone in season one <laughs> or oh, your first season? Oh. And okay. the Duke has blue eyes in the novel. I think those are my, like the top things I remember as being different. <laughs> <laughs> Not that we're complaining who actually got cast as the Duke. No, 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 no. <laughs> it was a it really like easy read. read. <laughs> oh, okay. I can imagine. It sounds like I might need to borrow that book as well. <laughs> well, I mean, I was, I was going to say, I was reading a book on love as well but not in that sort of genre it's more like a they still call them self-help books don't they you know Mm. yeah so this one is um I don't know if you've heard of it it's called the five love five love languages by Gary Chapman and he basically describes the five love languages as he perceives them so kind of like we all speak a different love language so we can be made up of all those languages but we usually have a primary and a secondary one and I guess that kind of boils down to communication, so understanding what your partner needs to feel mm. loved. Um, and it, it's a very, like, small book. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't take long to read. You could do it in a couple of hours, I mean. Um, and it's very sort of um, straightforward and, and well articulated. So it's not like he's trying to use big psychiatry terms or anything like that. He's a counsellor. And, yeah, he uses real-life experiences or situations mm. so to illustrate what he talks about. And, anyway, I mean, if you were looking for something that's, you know, non-fiction type thing, yeah. self-help. But, yeah, it's basically – I'll tell you the five languages if I remember them. <laughs> um, it's like words of appreciation mm-hmm. um, and then there's like gifts, so like kind mm. of physical gifts, and then there's quality time. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's physical touch mm-hmm. and then there's acts of service, okay. which is things like including like if you did the dishes or did the vacuuming, yeah. that sort of thing. But, yeah, so every we basically says everyone has a primary love language. So one of those five is what makes you feel like you need it to feel loved, to fill up your love tank. Oh, okay. And you have a secondary and you can all those other things are important so too. what's your primary love language? I think. I thought it was quality time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there's a little survey or quiz at the back of the mm. book to help you determine that because yeah. sometimes it is easy to go, oh, I don't know, I guess it could be words of appreciation and quality time. Yeah. And then what did the quiz tell you? I didn't actually do the quiz. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is it right? I haven't got around to it. <laughs> but, um, interesting. It is, and a lot of – actually, it's funny because a lot of guys think physical touch is their primary love language. Oh, right, like they that's what the, they need. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But he kind of breaks it down and, and kind of asks them, yes, you can enjoy that, but actually if that was to be taken away and, and compared to this other love language, which would make you feel more sad. So mm-hmm. actually it's good. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I, it's, I thought that's I'd throw that out there because it's oh. not – yeah, it's not the kind of novel. Oh, right. I read yeah. – I guess I'll read – it's a novel, but it's on that kind of serious tone. It's called The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Have you heard of it? Oh, I've heard of Matt Haig, but I haven't read that book. Yeah, no. so um, the idea of The Midnight Library is it's actually it started off quite sad. So this character, Laura Seed, she decided to kill herself. It's a really serious topic. And then at oh. midnight, um, she thought she had committed suicide, but she arrives at this Midnight Library where it's rows and rows and floor to ceiling bookshelves of books and each book it's an alternative to her life that she can now experience so it starts off with a book of regrets so it lists all the things that didn't go right in her in her view all the decisions she didn't make um and then the idea is that each this tiny decision you make um spins out you know, all these different possibilities and each of those possibilities become a book so now you can choose one of those and go live it. And if you don't like it, um, you will somehow come back to this midnight library. It's the stage between oh. life and death. So I guess it's like it ends up being kind of this uplifting aspect because she went on to live different versions um, of the life she thought she needed. Like, oh, I oh, broke okay. up with my fiancé and I th- and he always wanted to have a pub. Maybe I should have married him instead of breaking up with oh, him. Wow. So she gone and lived that version where she married him and had a pub and realized no that wasn't for me and she did or, you know she went through the series of the stuff she mm. regretted it was really powerful um it just makes you go you know we all have regrets but doesn't mean what you regret ends up being better mm. oh wow so she gets to as you said live it out in the yeah. afterlife it, yeah so, okay. kind of and then um 
yeah, it's, I guess in a way using that novel becomes a self-help or self-reflection on what my life is going to be like. Why do I have all those regrets? Like, why do I think if I miss that opportunity, um, that was going to be a better alternative for me? Like the life you have now is, should be the life best lived. I think mm-hmm. that's the kind of message at the end. Yeah. That's a, that sounds like a book I'd want to pick up and read, actually. Mm. I quite like those ones. That's funny because one of the books I'm reading, actually, it's kind of like TV shows. For some reason, I've got a few books on the go, although I wouldn't normally do that. I'd finish one and then mm. move on to another one. But I, I'm looking at them right now and I'm like, I've got one called like The Spellbinder, which is what? about books. No, no, not The Spellbinder, The Binding. Sorry. I was like, <laughs> um, Spellbinder is like magic. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I think I'm thinking of the TV show. It's called The Binding, but basically it's a fantasy kind of book about um, and The Binding is people who um, can tell their story to the binder and then they put it into a book um, oh. and that's – so it's it's not obviously exactly the same as yours, but it's funny it's but like it's books about books. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that kind of idea like book as the springboard for different narratives. yeah. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. So, so yeah, kind of reading that one, and then I've got like a, a you know, fiction kind of crime one on the go, which is based oh. on the TV series The Grantchester Mysteries. Oh, so okay, I did. I just read picked a... that up from like a secondhand bookstore. Actually, I just oh. thought it sounded interesting. Nice. So. I did read a murder mystery. Okay, which one did you read? Oh, oh, I need to think. It's like, um, oh, The Dinner Guest by BP Walters. Okay. Um, it's so basically this um same sex couple both husbands one of them died in a in like during dinner and then this they had a dinner guest for the night called Rachel and Rachel admitted to the murder to the police but you knew from chapter one or even before the book started that she did not commit the crime so she's like protecting someone it's yeah, so like. why is she confessed to this mm. right so then it sort of explores the narrative from Rachel's perspective and then the main character's perspective so the husband on like the events leading up like a year ago leading up to the night that the husband died oh okay look at us we all go on the crime but, stuff but aren't it's we all like, it's not just the act of committing it's the consequences yeah. having committed the murder and then someone trying to cover up for you. Mm, that sounds like a good premise for a book. Yeah, it, one. yeah it's those list. books that you finish and you're thinking about, oh, my yeah. God, what, what was all that just about? Like it wasn't the crime itself. It's all the falling out of it that makes you go, oh, that's really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> mm, cool. Well, we, obviously we've been quite busy doing that stuff too. See, we've had a very fulfilling holiday. But, you know, um, I feel like, you know, we need to mention it because obviously we've met up, as I said, during the break Mm -hmm. and typically we like to go out for a meal, don't we? Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, you're good at finding all these like soft launches (laughs) and we did go to one. (laughs) Exactly. And it was called Park Row. That was the name, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) DC themed restaurant, as they say. So. Exactly. So everyone out there, Batman. And you definitely walk in and it feels like you're going to like one of those escape okay. rooms because they've yeah. up, which is cool. Um, what did you think of the, the place then? I think um, it, like for me it wasn't as themed as I thought. Yeah. And then the food wasn't 
themed. Um, it's very like sort of classic British yeah. scene. Um, I think the menu when we looked online had a bit more promise um, to it, but because it's a soft launch, um, they didn't have those items we wanted. For example, um, nitro popcorn. I knew <laughs> you were going to mention nice. that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were like, like really running joke the whole night. We're like, where's the nitro popcorn? <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. It's like modern European cut down menu for the soft launch. Although mm. I guess the soft launch might be over, but I mean that's the I guess the payoff, isn't it? It's like you only have to do well. You only pay fifty percent for the food. Doesn't include drinks, people. So don't get caught out by that. <laughs> but um, for us, we kind of actually got the best scenario, really, because they did have some teething issues, which is to be expected for a newly opened restaurant, mm. and kind of did muck up the order, but. It kind of was to our advantage for one part because we ended up getting free bread out of it, which sounds really <laughs> lame, but it was nice bread and fancy butter. And they were like, they served it after our entree, so we were all like, we "That's weird. <laughs> why do? Why are we getting this? What we thought was complimentary bread? In the end, they said, "Oh, sorry, no, that you know, wrong, wrong table, but it's yours now." Um, and then for poor you, you had to wait ages for your main, didn't you? Yeah, like. Yeah, I think they forgot my order. So I had to wait like 20 or 30 minutes while I was watching all of you have your meal. <laughs> oh, no, it felt so bad. And they did come yeah. over and apologise. but and, and it was kind of like, well, yeah, you basically forgot her meal really. So, you know, we don't expect to pay for that. And that was like, yeah, that's fine. We agree. And then we'll go and you tell them, Chrissy, what happened right at the end of the night then? I don't think you and I actually heard what happened. But basically <laughs> we just yeah. walked out without paying. Because I mean, as in legitimately. They, because they told us it was going to be on them, on the house, because exactly. I had a, such a poor experience for waiting for the main dish. They yeah. have given us a free meal. So that's why we walked out without point and point paying. I know, it felt really weird. I mean, it felt they, like we were committing a crime or something. I think we even said a few times, so should we just get up and go? Should we just get up and go? We'll just Are you go. sure we don't have to pay? <laughs> yeah, because it was like, oh, they, do they really just say like everything is on the house? Like, yeah, yeah, you know when people come and apologize, you kind of just or oh, come and talk to you. You just expect it. Oh, well, it's just going to be the standard yeah. script, apologizing, yada yada. Oh, we're so sorry for what happened. Like, I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah, exactly. We kind of missed the point where they actually said it, and then we were like looking, going, okay. And the next minute, it was like our other guests were like. Yeah, we can go now. And it's like, what do you mean? <laughs> it's like, yep, they're not yep. well, time for anything. No one stopped us from leaving the premise, and I haven't had an email to say I haven't paid. So <laughs> exactly, we, we haven't I been think we might be cleared. That we're good. Yeah, but I, I thought it was alright. I think now once it gets settled in and it's bedded in properly, I'm sure it'll be better. Like you get the full menu, and they don't have so many problems with the service. So mm-hmm. yeah, it was alright. But as you said, it was just a bit underwhelming with the themed part of it. <laughs> it was just like. Apart from the very beginning when you first walk in, the rest of the restaurant was just quite normal except for like this penguin above the bar. At the bar, which I thought, you know what, if they hadn't told us it was themed, I would have thought it was just, you know, like a a sculpture in the middle of the I didn't even notice it was a penguin. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, no, it was all right. It wasn't too bad. But, yeah, wow, that was like literally a whirlwind trip of our summer holiday, wasn't it? I mean... We've Good probably done up. so much more. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> we've done a lot in six, eight weeks of doing nothing. <laughs> I know, it sounds weird. We've done a lot doing nothing, but yeah. But now we're opening up more so we can go out a bit more. And I think we've got we've got another, like, restaurant we're going to soon anyway, don't we? 
Yep, but no free meal guarantee, as I've said to you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Is it a soft launch at least? It's a soft launch. Um, oh, yeah, 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 price, okay. But I can't guarantee that we'll get a free meal out of it. Okay, well, we'll try and make them forget your meal. No, I'll take it this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll catch you up then. <laughs> I'll speak to you then. Okay, see ya. See ya. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, The Catch Up with Amanda and Christina, to get the latest episodes. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, and any of your favorite podcast apps. Give us a five-star review if you enjoyed our podcast and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at catchup_pod. underscore pod. We would love to hear from you, so leave those comments.